This is episode 70 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name is Trent, and as always, this is Jason. What's up? We made it to 70. We did. Another another marker milestone, I guess you could say. Right? Yeah, definitely. We're getting closer to 100. Yeah. That James Hetfield interview you keep saying is uh, coming. Maybe, maybe. You know, we've got more We've got more episodes than uh, Chris Shiflett's uh, of the Foo Fighters podcast. Do we really? Yes, we do. But guess what? We never had Merle Haggard on our podcast. No, or Mike Ness, or Sturgill Simpson. But we will have Mike Ness one day. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that... Duh. <laughs> this week on the podcast, we have Devin Micah. Yes, we do. Straight out of Los Angeles, California. She is the the front woman of the band Micah. And we're going to bring you that here in just a bit. Talk a little bit about that before we get in that interview. But like we like to do a lot of times, we're going to play you a track from a band. This band's out of England, and they're called Dancing Crap. And I didn't just make that up. That's their name. And that's fucking awesome. It's awesome, brilliant, amazing. Yes, exactly. (laughs) This song is called Sam. And like I said, this is Dancing Crap.
Sam from Dancing Crap. No lie. I love that name. I can't can't you, say it enough. It just you, sounds like I'm making it up, but it's you, too great. You love saying it, don't you? Yeah. Say it again. Dancing Crap. Hell yes. And I think that's why they named it that, because you're not going to forget that name. No, you're not. That's great stuff. And they, I want to tell you what they call, or how they describe themselves. Okay. As sexy, sonic, alternative, iron punk. Well, now... There's a lot of bands that, in that genre, but they're the head one. <laughs> that's unique. Yeah. Iron Punk, I like that just right there. Yeah. But these guys, uh, you want to talk about diversity. This this band, this song, this whole album, Cut It Out, is full of it. You yeah. Know? And this song, you know, is just like riddled with sounds of like Rob Zombie and even Primus at times. And just, it all got, and then it's got this upbeat guitar riff and groove and it's kind of you know, months ago we had Murder FM on our podcast. Yeah. And it's kind of rem- reminiscent to that style where they're mixing electronic stuff and some dance beats with some hard rock guitars and rock vocals. And, you know, I mean, there's other stuff on this, this album that has a, you know, even an Alice Cooper feel or some old 70s Ozzy. You know, it's kind of more of an eerie vocal vibe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every song's just kind of got its own unique feeling. And I think that's kind of cool when bands can pull that off. And so this whole, if you like that at all, you know, just give this whole album a listen. It's got, like I said, full of, full of stuff that'll make you, make you think. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can, you can definitely tell these guys listen to all kinds of stuff. Yeah. 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 That album's on Spotify. You can also, of course, buy it, you know, so get on there and support these guys. If you dig that dancing crap, they're on Facebook. And of course, Reverb Nation, like most people are. So get on there and check it out and like them and follow them. Yeah, buy dancing crap. <laughs> Support them. Right. Like we said, straight out of England. Well, I mentioned the word diversity. Yeah. And that's a good segue into Micah. I think it is. Because as if you followed us, you know that we did a review, or Jason wrote a review here a few weeks ago of their new EP that just came out in May called Diamond in the Rough. Yeah. And I think you just kind of kicked it off by saying they're melding a few different eras here together. Yeah, they really are. You know, they've got that <clears throat> that late 90s that pop punk thing that, that came up, you know, but they kind of also go into the, they also have that, they just give me this vibe of the, uh, you know, late 70s uh, East Coast punk, you know, uh, thing in the glitter Glitter rock, glitter punk, as you as you said, you know, it, re- it really kind of brings that to life as well. And uh, you know, it's they're bouncy and they're poppy and they're happy, but they're just dirty enough. You know, they've got just you know, they've they've got a, a fist in the gutter enough for it to be you know a, a little a little raw and a little dirty and uh, to have an edge. And um, so I, I think that's a great way to go about it. And and it's not forced, you know, it came out of that, you know, they came to that naturally. Uh, and you can definitely tell when you see these guys live. So, I mean, you know, we we love this band. Yeah. And that's a good point you bring up, like the <clears throat> the gritty, dirty side when when they played some covers. Oh, yeah. They were picking stuff like Night yeah. Train and Livewire, and that's exactly that style, which when you hear Night Train or Livewire and hear one of Micah's, you know, studio songs you think that's not really going to work yeah you know covering that but it does yeah you know because she like you said she pulls it off 
and they pull it off because they've got enough edge to do so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, it's a great live show. It's fun that they, they got the beach balls thrown out and, you know, they get everybody into it. Um, so <clears throat> this is a great interview. Uh, it, you know, I think it went off well. She she knows what she wants. Uh, Devin is uh, driven, and she's very smart. Uh, so, I mean, you know, she's not your usual 18-year-old. She, 19-year-old, uh, she is on it. Yeah. What were you doing when you were 19? Were you touring the country? No, I wasn't. <laughs> I was wishing I could tour the country, but, right. you know, I was... <sighs> I was just some chubby kid in a bedroom with some ear with some headphones on. I wasn't doing this shit, that's for sure. Right. So I mean, that's great. Yeah, very glad that we had the chance to talk to her through rock talk with her at Rocklahoma. Yeah. She, you know, went in depth. You know, this was I think close to forty five minutes long. And yeah. Very happy about it. She, she wasn't shy about anything and transparent as you like you like you like to say. Like Always we <laughs> in our last couple episodes. <laughs> And like I said, it just came off great. Yeah. So if this is your first time listening to us because you're a Micah fan, get on NeatHoneUnderground.com and hit independent reviews and read that whole review Jason wrote for the album. Also, if you're new to Micah, of course, just get on Amazon or Spotify or iTunes or their website or whatever and download this thing or purchase a CD. Yeah, definitely. Because it's good stuff. Five or six, five tracks, I think, right? Yeah. And... There's even a Bon Jovi cover on there. Yeah, there with it is. Glass cigarette. Exactly. And, <laughs> you know, if if you're in the Tulsa area, they're going to be back around in That's a couple right. months. That's right. That's another thing I wanted to mention is with as diverse as their sound is, they can play, they can open up for, I saw that they were playing a festival with, you know, just the other day with Fuel and yeah. Saving Able. Yeah, exactly. And then they opened up for Buck Cherry recently. And... They're on all these farm rock festivals with yeah. all the 80s, you know, and glam rock bands. And there's not many bands that could open up for Saving Abel and Warrant, yeah, no, I know. you know, and pull it off, you know, or it works right. And they could even go off and open for Pennywise and it would sound right, you know? Yeah, it would make sense, totally. You know, so they've really got something going, I think, in the fact that they can span all this stuff and do it well. But like I mentioned earlier, thethunderunderground.com, we also have reviews of other stuff. And of course, all our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, and everything is right there for you to click on. So we'd appreciate if you do that, and we appreciate you listening. So let's just get right into this episode right now with Devin Micah. Maybe not beach ball. I was discussing it. I can if you if you are requesting them. Hey, but I, it has a tent this yeah, year, true, true. so I was like, I, I wonder if people are gonna make a tent. I was gonna have balloons. Yeah, they have light up balloons oh, at nice. Walmart, so I was gonna have those. But then I, my dad's like, you should do the, you should do the balls again. And I was like, but there's a tent. I don't know. But if you request them, I will go get some. Nice, nice. Hey, I only got smacked in the face like twice with him. So <laughs> that, that's all the stories I heard from him. Like all of his friends got smacked in the face. Yeah. Mom got smacked in the face. Yeah, I was able to. You know, a couple times I was 
I'm not one paying attention. Yeah, well, me neither, <laughs> you know? That, I swear, looking at smiling face. That's smart writing your name on there because, yeah. you know, people. That was my at mom's the end of the show, idea. People actually. probably take those with them, you know? I'm not that smart. That was my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other thing I noticed is you guys have flyers all over the place, and I haven't seen that for anyone else, which I thought that was great. I thought that was really shocking. Yeah. You know, we were all talking about that. that uh, because last year it was like there was flyers everywhere. Like you yeah. were stepping on flyers on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, I, don't know. I don't know. But there's a lot of newbies on the retrospect stages here. Like because the promoter was like, you guys have been here long enough, yeah. and like tried to kick like almost every band off. Only a few got through. Us, Chaotic Resemblance, <clears throat> Dead Metal Society, yeah, right. a, a couple others. So yeah. Yeah. He's being hardcore this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I know he wanted to change it up a little bit. So. Yeah, which is always good, but you know, you start making friends and you're like, oh man, they got cut, you know. It sucks. It sucks sometimes. But. Well, you were here. You were here last year, right? Yeah, last year and the year before. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was under a different name the first year though, 2014. Mm-hmm. So technically, with Micah as the name, it's been two years. Gotcha. Yeah. Was it the same band members? No, okay. no, different band members, yeah. We've been through quite a few members. <laughs> quite a few. I'm sure you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is, is it rough getting them all up to speed? It, it can be. Yeah. It just depends on the person and their personality and their work ethic. You know, yeah. um, for certain people, it took them longer. Robbie's been great. He's, I mean, gosh, I think we've only had a few rehearsals and he's just got it down. So he's been really great really great a fast learner great personality great attitude and I like that it works well with every everybody else so that's all drama you can't deal with the drama like I'm already a girl in a band with guys and I know that I bitch a lot to them you know and so yeah there can't be any more drama than that (laughs) only I can add the drama okay (laughs) what did they Current band members, what they do before they were in Micah? Uh, were they in other bands? Yeah, they've been in other projects. Okay. Tyler, the bass player, um, he was in my very first bands. And, uh, you know, we kind of had a falling out a little bit. I, and it was just due to uh, both of our immaturity. I was 15 at the time, you know, so it was due to both of our immaturity and just not knowing about the business. And then uh, my dad, like, stepped into the picture, and I started really, like, focusing on the band and, like, this is what I want to do. Like, really just narrowing down. And, and Tyler came back and was like, hey, you know, if you're, like, interested, like, let's do this. And, like, I'm interested in being your project again. And I was like, yeah, you know, we just got some things to work out, and they've worked out. He's been great. Our personalities and mesh, you know, and we haven't had any problems. So I just think it was due to us just being young and kind of stupid and yeah. overreacting to things, you know. So it's been great. The guys are awesome. They're, they're a little bit... Robbie's not, but uh, Esteban, my drummer, and Tyler are 23, 24. So I think that's good that they're like a little bit older. Because you know how they say that girls' minds are supposed to be more mature than guys? I don't think I got that, though. I think I'm like just... Right there with Robbie, like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and he's your, well, yeah, you already said that. He's your age. Yeah, Robbie yeah, he's okay. 18, so he's like a 
like, I don't even know, half a year younger than me or something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's turning 19 soon. He just graduated this weekend from high school, so, oh, wow. like, he's, like, a great <clears throat> year younger than me. Yeah. Because yeah. I graduated last year. This is a good graduation party. <laughs> yes, that's what we've been kind of promoting yeah. <laughs> since we were on the out of the build because, um, you know, like that's what I did last year because I didn't get to go like prom last year or anything, and yeah. it's like the senior stuff. I didn't get to do that because we were out touring, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna make every show my graduation party or my exactly. prom or something. I'll go on stage wearing a dress and a tiara. Like I'm sure a lot of my pictures I was wearing like a tiara or something. And I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be prom queen, and I'm the only one invited to my prom. So <laughs> as long as you're there, that's all that matters. <laughs> well, like how did. How did touring work for school and all that? Like, it was just um, sporadically, like, when you had time off? Or? Well, I'm homeschooled. Oh, okay. Or I do online schooling. So, oh, okay. um, so you can I do have it on my your computer, own? yeah. Okay. It was very difficult in high school, though. Um, Robbie goes to regular school, so we had to kind of work around him. Because by the time he joined the band, because he's the newest member, he's only been in the band for a few months. Um... Like, it was already, like, it's almost the end of the semester. Like, you can't switch in the middle of the semester and he's about to graduate high school, you know? Uh, so his was a little bit more difficult in working around that. But mine, I was homeschooled, and I did work online, but I had to go to teacher conferences. And that was really awful. because They made it so difficult because it was always, like, you had to go once a month. So if we were going out for like two or three weeks, like we had to like either plan it right or we were always blowing off those meetings. I know my teachers hated me so much. I was like failing all of my classes. I procrastinated on all of my homework and did it all like literally, I'm not even exaggerating this. I did it all in the last month and my mom was so mad at me. I literally sat at a computer for two weeks after tour two weeks at a computer every day for like, I don't know, six hours just to catch up and graduate high school. It was awful, and I will never do that. It was a learning experience. I'll never do it ever again. I'll never procrastinate like that ever again. Well, you got it done, so yeah, something did. to say for that. It's over now. Well, now I'm in college, and I, I think I did pretty well this year with not procrastinating. Next week is my last week, and then I have my associate's degree. Ah. Are you doing but the same thing online today? I am, okay. yeah. It's all online. But, you know, college professors are like, they're not like, oh, well, you need to put your grade up. Like, if you're failing, you're failing. And right. that's it, you know. And if you're not doing your homework, they're not going to bug you about it. So you've got to be on yourself. And that's the hardest thing is I am terrible. I just, I don't like school, you know. <laughs> but I'm going to do it because I feel like I need a degree. It's so hard these days. So, I mean, I... There's so many people, like, not even my age, but, like, a, adults that can't get jobs because they don't have any degrees, you know? So I'm just, like, <sighs> it's a tough one. I, I, I tell my mom every day that I'm going to drop out of school, and I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just going to gripe. <laughs> what are you going for degree-wise? You know, I keep, this sucks, because I keep kind of changing a little bit. It's all in, like, the same areas, music business. But I originally kind of started out in, like, PR because I love that. And then I was like, no, maybe I, like, want to do, like, A&R because I like, I like finding new talent. And I love bringing attention to them. 
But everybody wants to be A&R for some record label, and that's like the most impossible job to get. I mean, it's not impossible, but everybody wants to do that. And then I, and well, my newest thing right now is doing production work, because I love that. You know, I love working with, I just love working with artists personally, you know? So if I wasn't going to be a famous artist myself, I would at least want to be like there and help someone get to where they want to go. And I think that's kind of been the thing with the similarities between all of those PR and production and then A&R is I'm helping another artist become famous or get recognition or something. So I think that's my common interest there is, like, I, I'm interested in all three of them, but I think I'm going to go to school for the production. Because right now I've just done, like, my basic classes, like with the associates, you just get your basics done, and I'm about to start major prep, and I'm like, oh, well, I've got to make a decision now, you know, yeah. so... I think that's what I'm going to do. Whatever. I'm going to see what programs there are, though, because I want to do it online, I've decided. That's just the easiest way for me. Like, it stinks because I don't get the experience of, like, going to school and having friends. and. But that's also the great thing about coming to places like Rockahoma because I make friends in bands, you know? Yeah. So it's a give and take. It's a give and take. But I think whatever one the school has, I'm just going to go do and just have my degree, and then I'm just going to do whatever I want in life. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just say, I have a bachelor's degree, and yeah. go with it. Yeah, and, and not everyone gets to do this kind of stuff. So. Exactly. And yeah. it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to go to school for a year or two and have this momentum for Micah slow down. So it, it's been a very like, okay, I got to really balance this because I got I got it's a very strategic thing I've got to make sure my whole year is like planned out and uh yeah that's been hard but I I definitely don't want to lose the momentum and I don't tell my parents but the band definitely comes before school always <laughs> right. they're like you're not doing the band unless you get your homework done I'm an adult now so I think I can say that and get away with it right. <laughs> I think most people would yeah. think that's what <laughs> Well, you know, talking about the momentum and, you know, you get this EP out and everything, how's the reaction been or anything? It's been really awesome. Yeah. I, and it's been very overwhelming because this is our first, my first time really putting out a product. I mean, I've done some things here and there. We had the single last year, which was great. Um, but this, uh, we've just gotten a lot of great things said about it. We've gotten a lot of reviews um, in America and Europe so far. Um, I'm hoping that we can expand across all continents. That would be awesome because that's the goal in the long term is to be able to do a world tour, you know. Um, but it's been really great, especially here at Rocklahoma this weekend. Uh, you know, we had our CD release party last night with the, I don't know if you heard the duct tape bikini contest. I heard something like that. Yeah, yeah. Michael was hosting that last <laughs> night in the campgrounds, and it was so much fun. So that went really well. And, of course, after our show yesterday on Retrospect Stage, there was a big surge uh, for buying products, and that was really great to see because, and people just saying, like, which song they liked the best. And all different everyone has their own opinion and that makes you feel good because it makes you feel like okay well it's not just a bad ep and you have like that one 
song that you play that everybody likes and then you get the rest of the EP and you're like, this is crap. Yeah. I hate that. I hate it when artists do that. I just feel like it's such a facade, mm-hmm. you know, and I just feel... I felt like these songs were good and that people would like them, but I never know what the public's going to think or what their favorite song is going to be or if they even think the songs are worthy because I'm biased to my songs. I write them, you know, I, I sing them, you know, they're, they're my babies, you know. So it, it's really nice that I've gotten a good feedback from that. So you, know, you get worried sometimes, and especially for my first time, you know. Yeah. Is the goal to eventually do a full length, I assume? It is. Um, We're still discussing this, but I think we're going to put out another EP just to do another little tester and be like, okay, let's let's see where our markets are. Let's see what they are liking. And and then I think we're going to put out a full length album. But honestly, it's all written out. You know, it's just deciding what songs go where okay. at this point. Um, so you have a lot of songs in the bank? Yes. Okay. And it's been that way since I was 15 when I was in the first band that I started. Um, so yeah, like Unbreakable was one of those songs that I've had since I was 14, 15. It was one of the first songs that I'd written. Yeah. And, uh, and finally getting to put that out now that I'm 19, it's like, it's almost like a, okay, I can move on from these songs that I've held on for four years now, five years, and now I can start writing new stuff. And I have been writing new stuff, but the past year it's kind of slowed down a little bit with so much touring and stuff, and I think that just naturally happens, but I'm hoping that we can pick that up and the band's been writing songs, and there definitely will be like a whole band song that we all wrote together on the album for sure. For sure. Yeah, so there, you don't feel pressure or anything. There's always good ideas coming and stuff. There right? always is, okay. and you get inspired all inspired all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's the number one thing is you have to have trust within your band. You have to trust your bandmates that they are putting forth their full potential, and they believe in the music, and they believe in the motive of the song, and they believe that people will like it. And that's been a problem in the past. Everybody wants to give their two cents to a song, but they don't know how to write one, you know? And there, there is a formula that, you know, that uh, it's creative, of course, and you can write it any way that you want. My dad taught me a formula, you know, that you, you do sometimes a chorus first, but usually verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, solo, whatever you want to call it, chorus, out. And, you know, that... That's the typical formula. Um, so I definitely believe in that. And of course, I've experimented. And you can hear that in our songs. But um, it's nice to have bandmates that know this knowledge and aren't starting from ground zero with writing a song, but they want credit for something that they didn't write. And that's been a big problem And with past members is that they want credit with something that they didn't write. And, you know, I try to be fair. I've given past members credits for songs that they, that, like I said before, I wrote when I was 14 years old. I didn't even know them then, but I'm getting, giving them credit for it, you know? And I, I've kind of, I've been screwed with coming to that. So I'm like, if you want to, 
write something and you want credit for something, we're going to sit down, we're going to write together. So we've started doing that. And it's kind of given me some sanity because I'm like, I don't feel like my heart's being crushed and we can all just be real with each other. And like, I can be like, you know, I'm really not feeling this. Or they could be like, you know, Devin, I'm really not feeling these lyrics or whatever. So it's, it's really nice right now with how Micah's working, and I think this is gonna stick. Good, good. <laughs> I'm talking a lot. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, that's, what we, that's what we like. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you mentioned your dad, and the you know gave you a formula there. So, yes. like, was he a songwriter? Or? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. He writes songs. Uh, he can just whip out a song. Can I? My gosh, like I honestly like have a hard time writing with my dad because especially now because when I was younger I was still learning how to write a song so working with him I didn't have very many ideas I'd be like okay well I like this and then he'd be like oh well let's do this let's do this how about this how about this guitar solo how about this drum beat and I'm like okay and a song but now that I'm older and you know since uh, when I turned 16 is when I started like pulling back with co-writing and being like, okay, I'm going to write a song by myself and see how it comes out. And honestly, um, that song was Don't Say Goodbye, which is on our EP. And my dad was like, that's it. You got it. Like, keep practicing that. And then came Unbreakable. And then came our song Next Tattoo. Um, so it just, it kept, I mean, of course there was bad songs. I mean, I wasn't just like, oh, I'm a genius now. No, I wasn't like Einstein. Like, I had all these bad songs, and like, that sounds terrible, and I'm going to throw that away, and then I have a good song. So, um, it, you know, it's, my dad is just so good. I, he's, he's been in a lot of bands in his lifetime. He's been in bands since he was my age. He was 18, so I don't know how old he is now. He's in his 50s. I don't know the exact age, but I mean, 18 to 50 something, that's a long time, you know, to be in bands and be touring nationally and internationally with these bands and now he's in the band omen um okay. yes heavy metal and we've got and i'm like pop punk and yeah. we're like opposite ends of the earth but uh yeah he's taught me everything i know and of course ricky my godfather he's yeah. definitely helped me narrow down on songwriting he's like oh, oh definitely with the grooves you know as a singer it's hard to sometimes hear like and think about well, what is the guitarist going to be playing here? Like, what what do I hear for them playing? Or bass? And then he helped me kind of get the drum, because drums are just another world. Like, I can play guitar, and I can play piano, and I can play a little bit of bass, but drums, I, forget about that. That's I don't even know what that is. It's its own beast. So he helped me with that, and hearing, like, tonal of drums and why that it really, really, really matters, you know? Like if you hit a four tom or a rack tom, you know, it like it makes all the difference in the world. So they've definitely been they've definitely were the inspirations to my songwriting abilities. So it's it's all because of them. I would suck really bad. <laughs> and you get my sucky songs that I threw away if it wasn't for them. Yeah. <laughs> well you guys like you mentioned the pop punk sound, but you also have you know, it strays a little in the, the 80s sound as well. And yes. Obviously, you guys play, you were playing Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue covers, and um, 
like, was that a conscious effort to meld those two, or did that just come naturally, or? I think it just kind of came naturally. Um, with my different phases of bands and band names and members, you know, you get different sounds, and when I was younger, I didn't really know what I wanted. I just know I just knew that I wanted to be a singer, and I wanted to write songs, and I wanted people to hear what I was saying. And I didn't really understand that, okay, if you're using a certain amp and you have a certain tone that you're using, like, say, guitarist, like, you're going to sound metal. Or here, you're going to sound pop. You know, like, I didn't understand that. And that's when my dad came in. That's why he stepped in and started managing the band because, obviously, he knows he's done it for years, you know. So it's been an evolution of getting to Micah and realizing, like, what do we want to be? Like, where do I hear us going? You know, and I finally, like, Ricky got mad at me. This is a funny story because this is, like, the one time Ricky and I have gotten to a fight because he was, like, yelling at me. We were we were doing demos um, with some ex-members, and uh, he was like, you know, I just think this can be better. He's like, I just don't think that this is you. And I was like, what do you mean you don't think it's me? Like, I'm singing on this. Like, this is my song. I wrote it. Like, it's me. And he's like, I just don't think that this is you. And I was, like, screaming. We were screaming at each other. And I I thought about it. He's like, go home and sit down and think about what artist do you like? What artist do you listen to? And it took me forever because I was like, I listen to everything. I listen to Britney Spears. I listen to Dio. I listen to Kesha. Like, it's all over the place. And I was like, well, that doesn't help me at all. Like, that doesn't narrow me down. That makes me, like, out here. Like, I, yeah. I, I, that just makes it harder, you know? And I really thought about what he was saying. And I was like, you know, it's got a point. Like, what are the songs that I just, like, I jam out to on a daily basis? And I'm like, I like Green Day. I like Billy Idol. You know, and, and I started naming off all these bands that I just really, I felt passionate about when their songs came on. And that's when I was, my mom's like, you like punk music. And she's like, you're such a freak. Like, how could you not see this? And I didn't connect it all together on my own. Like, it took, it took three people for me to realize, like, this is what, this is what you like. And they're like, do you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, I do. Because I feel that. I, like, that's what my heart is saying is like, that I, when I feel the drum beat, or I feel the bass line, or just hear the guitar riffs, like, I feel it in my body, it makes me excited, and it gives me adrenaline, and from there, it's just Micah, and, and that's when we changed the band name to Micah, is when that decision was made, mm-hmm. and then it, it was kind of like a new generation at that point, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're wide open. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's... It's just kind of crazy. It's like my whole thought process has been kind of opened. And I thought I was an open-minded person, you know, when it came to music and the business and things like that. But even at that level, I was still so closed-minded. And it kind of, it blows my mind now because of feeling like, like I would like, think people were weird if they were like, oh, I only listen to Slayer. Like, oh, gosh, I can't deal with those guys. I'm like, but there's a whole, like, ten different worlds out there, a million different worlds out there, 
that you're closing off just because you like Slayer. Like, that's awesome. I like Slayer, too. But I also like all these other bands and these genres, and I just... It blows my mind that I was, like, even a degree of that. And I made fun of that. (laughs) I made fun of people like that, you know? So... Yeah, it, it still, like, kind of bums me out, but I... Because I didn't feel like I was that way, but I was a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you, you know, being a young woman in this industry, it's kind of notoriously tough. I mean, have you have you came across any haters or adversity? And how, how, how do you deal with it? Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, a lot of crying, you know? And there's, there, there's a lot of crying involved because... And this is stuff that's not shared to the public. You know, a lot of artists don't talk about this. Um, but it, it's hard. I've been told that I don't have enough balls to sing a certain artist. I'm not going to mention that one specifically. <laughs> well, it better not be Motley Crue because you sound better than Vince It, it wasn't Motley Crue, <laughs> but I'll, I'll hey, say this. I'll go into this. Because th- this particular person has told a lot of female artists that they can't sled Zeppelin, okay? Which, okay, legendary band, yeah. obviously. But just because you're a woman, you can't you can't pull that off in their own way or exactly like that. Like I don't agree with that. Yeah. Like so. This sucky guy singer, just because he's a guy, can pull that off just because he's a guy, but a great woman singer can't because she's woman. Like, I don't agree with that at all. If you suck, you suck. If you're good, you're good. That's just it, you know? That's plain and simple. So I was told that before even given an opportunity to showcase my skills. So then I got Ricky, and I was like, all right. We're going to do, I don't know if you saw this on Facebook a while ago, but I was like, we're going to do Ramble On. And I was oh, like, wow. this is going to go straight into the lap of this guy. <laughs> I want him to see this. And then at that point, he can say that I don't have enough balls. Because at least I did what I needed to do, and I said what I needed to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we did it, and I honestly don't know if the guy watched it, but at, at this point I don't care because I've kind of proven to myself, like, I can I can pull this off. No, I don't sound, we don't sound like Led Zeppelin. We're not trying to sound like Led Zeppelin. I'm not trying to sing like that, you know? That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be me, and I'm trying to put my heart in their place, you know, and get that same feeling of passion from when they wrote it, from when they were performing it. That's the point, you yeah. know? And, and that's what this person was trying to do. He was trying to get that same feel. So, I don't know. It, it's it's hard. And with social media, ugh, social it. media, yeah. gosh, it just sucks for everybody. It's not just artists. It's everyone. Because people like to hide behind a computer screen. And then they see you in person. And they're going to shut their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the kind of... I, I know I'm 5'3". And I know that... I've never punched anyone in my life. Or I've never gotten to a fight before. But don't think I won't try. I'll take a punch to the face. You know, I will. Because I'm not going to let somebody step on me. And I'm going to avoid... I'm going to avoid... I'm saying weird words. I'm going to voice my opinions. Um, but I'm not here to offend anybody. I don't go out of my way and try and be like, Oh, well, you suck because you think this. I'm going to be like, well, you know, I don't agree with that. And this is what I think, but you have your own opinion. 
And uh, it it sucks because people suck when it comes to Facebook. It's really just Facebook. Like that's yeah. where I get the most hate. And yeah, there's been a lot of drama on social media lately. I don't know if you guys have seen, but uh, it's been nuts. I don't know, and it's it's because of like I think the announcements of the festivals because this is the most festivals that we've played ever we're going yeah. on a full US festival tour this year wow. and with the EP release because anyone that has been in my band has not been really published out into the world with me um, so I'm getting a lot of hate from exes and stuff like that yeah, but that's right. nothing new. Yeah, you, and that happens with everyone. It happens yeah. with my dad too. It happens with Ricky. You know, and just you just gotta roll with it. Take the punches. But I do cry a lot. There's times where I'm just like, God, what am I? What am I gonna do? Like, why? Why does this happen? But I think I take it pretty well because I've never said I don't want to do this anymore. I've never said those words. I think about it. I think about the situation, and I'm like, is it worth it to still do this? And I never say, I don't want to do this anymore. It's never gotten to that point. So, I think it's going pretty well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you said, just going to roll with it. Yeah, <laughs> just cry in my pillow at night. <laughs> now everyone knows I cry myself to sleep. <laughs> well, you mentioned women singing Led Zeppelin. I just, like, a couple weeks ago, I saw Hart and... Uh, Ann Wilson was singing Black Dog. Yeah, it was one of the best covers I've yeah, ever heard yeah. of a Zeppelin song. So, you know, there you another go. legendary yeah. voice. You yeah. know, I ju- I just don't agree with that. I don't agree with that statement because uh, it just irates me. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah, and it just in rock. And when I when I first started getting into rock, I got so much hate from. A lot of the bands that I was already friends with because my dad was in bands, so I knew them. And of course, they were, they were older than me. They're like in their 30s or 40s at the time when I was starting at 15. So, of course, they're going to be like, you're 15 years old. You have no clue what you're doing. And they're going to give me hate. And I understand that if you're going to hate me for being a newbie and being an amateur, but don't hate me because I'm a woman. And I'm right. kicking your ass, basically. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I have some confidence in myself. Like I know I can do this. I know that Micah can do this as a whole. Yeah. So that's yeah. just the way that it is, and people aren't going to bring me down. Yeah. Well, as far as festivals go, we're going to be at Streets Gone Wild in September. Awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah we'll be there. I don't know what day we're playing, but okay. we're going to be there at some point. And I see Ricky <laughs> Rockets on the bill as well. I don't know. Is she on the bill? Yeah. Yeah, they're. He's I doing acoustic with Brandon Gibbs. Okay, well, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen it. Yeah. I think mean, it's the club next to the festival, like, uh, after, after the big festival, they're going to be in there doing that, so that's cool. Awesome. Like yeah. Like post-party type thing, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they usually do, like, the after parties together. It's, it's, every time I've seen them together doing the Farm Rock series, it's been incredible. Brandon yeah. and Ricky work really well together. Um, and then they always have like their guests that've gotten up with them, and uh, Joel, an ex from Collective Soul, has gotten up with them. And he was great to work with. What a, an amazing artist! But um, they really are like a dynamic duo together, and it's it's definitely a great experience if you get to watch them. It's kind of rare these days. You know, yeah. they were doing it a lot last year, but it kind of slowed down. But I'm, I'm glad they're picking it up again this year. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it for sure. Yeah. And of course, Ricky is amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah. I'm yeah. so fortunate that I get to see him as much as I do, you know. <laughs> <Yeah. So. laughs> well, who have you seen out here that um, well, you enjoyed the most? I mean, the artist I was really looking forward to um, yesterday was Three Doors Down, and um, a lot of people disagreed with me. <laughs> but I was like, ah, oh, but you don't understand. Like, I think it's my generation because Three Doors Down was like, really popular when I was getting into my teen years and preteens and so like they were like the band you wanted to see when I was in middle school you know so getting to finally see them I was like oh that's so cool it's like small world but um Friday Rob Zombie just oh my gosh I had never seen him before and uh, I was fortunate enough to put my um, college skills that I have not gained yet <laughs> to the test and get to kind of work for him on Friday and gain that experience. Um, I got to watch him side stage for like oh, wow. 20 minutes and I was Definitely. like, this is insane. It's going, not seeing Rob Zombie at all to that experience that, was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. I, uh, I'm, I'm still like just in shock. Like he just gets down. Like yeah. he was going for it. I was like, I don't even know if I could do those moves and <laughs> leap across the stage like a ballerina. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's great because it's heavy metal, but it's like a party. Like yeah. you said, Exactly. You know? And I totally believe in that. And that's something that Micah, like we try to bring that part, like the 80s, try to bring that party aspect. And I think that's where that 80s influence comes in because we like the party. You know, everybody loves the 80s. Because of the party and the music or the scene, it was great. You know, people were happy and it was awesome. Yeah. And we're trying to bring like that fun back because I don't know what happened to the fun in music. Like music should be fun. It should yeah. be awesome. You should be enjoying yourself at a concert. You know, there should be emotional moments too, where you're crying or you know whatever whatever your emotions may be. You know, you want to have that part too. But I don't know. I just. I miss the fun. I like fun bands, you yeah. know. I, it's just all—it's just all around great when you go with fun band. Like someone from last year, which I'm sure you know, was Stop Stop. Oh yeah. From yeah. Europe. Oh my gosh, they blew my mind last year. Yeah. They were so awesome. I was like, you guys are just so much fun, yeah. and I had no clue what they were saying half the time. <laughs> you know. So, ah, they were just amazing. So that's certainly something that I like about Rob. Although we're not like metal, but it's the same kind of aspect. You you take you find inspiration in artists, and you take away from that. Like, what did I learn here? What did I like about this? What am I gonna do to my band to be like that? So that's what we try to do. We take the influences, push them all together. Hopefully, make something unique. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got anything else? I don't think that wraps it up. Awesome. It. Yeah. Thanks thank for you. doing this. Thank Appreciate you guys it. for having me. Oh, and no thank problem. you yeah. for the awesome, awesome, awesome review. Oh, yeah. We love that. that. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, thank you. The awesome. <laughs> that was great. It was great. I forget <clears throat> the term that you use off the top of my head. I forgot. But it was like the first line into the review, and I just started laughing because I thought you got our sound. 
you hit it right on the head, and I I cannot remember what you said oh, right I th- now. I think it was something like uh, kind of that East Coast '70s kind of punk. Yeah, mixed with uh, oh God, I don't know. I, I can't to, even remember no. right now, but it I, was just yeah, so I've, awesome. I, I've I've killed a lot of brain cells this weekend, so I'm Me sorry. Well, I'm like saying like <laughs> words that don't even exist in this interview, so I'm right there with you. It's Sunday, you know. Yeah, There's yeah, already yeah. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, yeah. so this this is where we are. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks. It's awesome. Thank yeah. you guys very much. There you go, Devin Micah, 19 years old, and she knows exactly what's going on, and I love it. That's right. Yeah, you, you can't. You can't say nothing. I mean, she's got it. You can't. You can't beat that. Yeah, yeah. Anyone that's full of drive, and attitude, and knows what they want, you know, is cool by me. And this woman definitely knows it. Yes. Like I said earlier, we did that at Rocklahoma. You know, we were fortunate enough that she was willing to come over and talk to us for a while. And like we mentioned in some other episodes, thanks to Sean and Candy for allowing us to use their camper to record these. Definitely. Made it made it a lot easier. We've also recorded ones out there with the devil you adore just the other day. You could have heard that. And we did one with 3D in your face recently that went up. And of course, Attic Chick is another one you should check out. And heck, if you're checking these out, you're a fan of Micah, go back and check out the one we did with Joey Allen from Warrant. Oh, yeah. Or Ian Hogland from Europe. That's right. Or Norman Matthew from Murder FM, who I mentioned earlier. It's Norman Matthew and the guitarist as well. Got yes. a blank on his name, sorry. But, you know, all this stuff, and we've also got a lot of heavier stuff like Crowbar and Battlecross and Sons of Texas and Overkill and then some other stuff like Mike Ariza from the Frank Hannon Band also falls into line with this stuff. And, you know, the 69 other episodes you can go check out. Oh, uh, yeah, and listen to them all. Yes. SoundCloud.com backslash Thunderdash Underground is where all of them are at. And of course, once again, the, episode, the website is thethunderunderground.com. And we've got one coming up soon with Sam McCaslin from Retrospect Records, who's actually who brought Micah out there, as well as 3D in Your Face and Attic Chick, who, yes. had, who I mentioned earlier. So he's got a lot of great stuff to talk about, Rocklahoma and all this style of music and everything. And then we've got some other stuff lined up coming here in the next few weeks that we can't wait to get out to you. That's right. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.